I'm Adam Haluka. I was born and raised in Burnaby, British Columbia. Kind of spent my whole young life growing up in Burnaby. And then from 17 to 20, I was in uh, Spokane, Washington, playing for the Spokane Chiefs for three and a half years. And then I got traded and spent the last half of the year of my last year in junior hockey in Red Deer, Alberta, where we hosted the Memorial Cup. And from there, it's been pro hockey ever since. I played San Jose, Tucson, Milwaukee, and now I'm in Cleveland. If you take hockey out of it, how would you describe yourself? Like your time off, what you do? I love to spend a lot of time with my family in the summertime. I have one older brother, two years older. His name is Jordan. I like to get a lot of golfing with my dad. We have quite the rivalry between me, my dad, and my brother. I live in a lake city, Kelowna, in the summer, so a lot of just kind of being on the boat, floating, wake surfing, family and friends, and kind of taking it all in, being home back in Canada. This is Adam Haluka, and you're listening to Monsters Eye View Podcast. to the Monsters Eye View podcast. We are already to episode number three and uh, here with Nicole Del Villano, Tony Brown with you. Our guest this time around, Adam Haluka. Yeah. And uh, he was fantastic. Oh my gosh, it was so good. I mean, he may blow uh, Latestu and Bogey out of the water there for best guess so far. We'll have to let them know. Yeah, I don't think it's close. <laughs> I, th- I think uh, Heli was great and, and you know, for those that don't know, we talk about it, but he's uh, the host of his own podcast. He's involved with the Minor League Madness podcast podcast which is a great listen if you like hilarious hockey stories from the greasy underbelly of minor league hockey i know he definitely uh you could tell he's comfortable with the podcast thing you and i we looked like we were stepping back for a second he just took over yeah yeah he was really good so we're Mm -hmm. looking forward to sharing that conversation with you guys here in just a few minutes but nicole as we often do let's uh talk a little bit about the monsters right off the hop here we're recording this uh on the 15th of november so the monsters just came back from their first trip to rochester and i gotta tell you that's the toughest team the Monsters have played this year, and I don't think it's even close. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, uh, it was a lot of, that first game was a lot of back and forth and just battling back and, you know, came out with the win, so it was real nice, but yeah, they look they look really good this year. Yeah, on Friday it was uh, three times in which the Monsters found themselves down by a goal. They tied it each time and then finally broke through to take their first lead with under five minutes left. Carson Meyer with a big goal there to deliver Cleveland a 4-3 win, and let's not forget Daniil Tarasov finally yep. got rewarded for all of his strong play with his first uh, win of the year in net for Cleveland. Yeah, he looked great. It was definitely, um, you know, battle of the goaltenders both nights because uh, Rochester's goaltender, uh, Lukanen, is just, he's been playing all the games for them right yeah. now. Yeah, he's been playing a ton. He's been in that Buffalo organization a little bit, but mm-hmm. uh, bad news for the Monsters. The following night on uh, Saturday didn't go so well for Cleveland. A 4 nothing loss. Yeah. Lukanen got, I was surprised to, to see, his first ever American League shutout. Um, oh. But he played great, and, and again, not to belabor the point here, but Rochester just looks tough. I mean, Utica, of course, is up there 10-0 and 0 at the top of the uh, North Division standings, but Rochester with Paterka and Krebs, who they got in the Eichel trade, and uh, Jack Quinn, who's who's just being, uh, you know, just absolutely leading the way for them offensively. The list goes on. There's some players there in Roch, and this is going to be a tough season series. And we see them a ton this year, right? They're the ones that we see the most uh, 10 total games between the two of us. So we are, and especially in that atmosphere, like their arena and their fans, you know, you get those smaller oh, yeah. barns, especially that it's just a lot a lot more uh, sound coming in there. So it'll be a fun series to watch. So the Monsters split with Rochester this most recent weekend. Cleveland currently 
currently at 5-3-4, and four, or 5-3-1-3 and three, if you want to get precise. Mm-hmm. Fourth place in the North Division standings right now, but a bunch of teams are, are right there, two through five, with Utica at 10-0. Rochester, Toronto, Cleveland, Laval, Syracuse, all within two standings points of one another. So really even Belleville in seventh place right now with 10 points in the standings. You know, it's way too early to know what this division is going to look like, but all I know is that the North Division looks awfully tough, whoever you're playing on a night tonight. Yeah, for sure. I'm excited to see some of the other teams coming in. I know we have uh, Syracuse this week, but uh, I'm excited when we see Laval again, especially some of these teams that, um, you know, we didn't get a chance to see last year with COVID. So it's nice to get back and have some new new faces back on the ice or familiar faces. Back in the old North Division meat grinder again, you said it Wednesday, Friday against Syracuse. And then after that, Sunday, Friday, Saturday at Toronto, home for Toronto at Toronto. So at least I'll know the roster by Sunday afternoon. You get a lot of time on the bus for (laughs) for those trips there. Looking forward to that, but uh, really looking forward to today's guest. He was, uh, we're not kidding, folks, really, really good. Mm -hmm. Adam Haluka, Monsters forward in his second season with the club. Our guest today on the Monsters Eye View podcast without further ado here he is adam haluka all right welcome back everyone to the monsters i view podcast alongside my co-host nicole del Villano. i'm tony brown and uh it's episode three can you believe it that's what like six weeks on the calendar i know we're already through here but happy to have our first monsters player as a guest we had the two assistant coaches mark letestu trent vogel huber now adam haluka kind enough to join us adam thanks for uh, making a few minutes man well thank you for having me on the monsters i view podcast happy yeah. to be here yeah very official there you go I know. got the branding right in there <laughs> nicely done see but that's not surprising because you're no stranger to the podcast game uh you are the what co-host of uh minor league madness tell us about this uh, podcast, which I've heard a little bit of, quite entertaining. Uh, tell us how that got started and what, what all goes into it. Yeah, that's right. Well, um, it all got started last year. Well, sorry, two years ago when COVID kind of first hit and ended everybody's season short. I got to give most of the credit to our founder, Braden Lowe. He's playing in the ECHL for the Reading Royals. But it kind of all started after that that two years ago when that, that COVID, the COVID first hit and it brought everything to a halt. And just you know, everybody making their way homes, all of us after our seasons kind of thinking, and we just got to talking to each other, and we kind of realized, like, okay, you got spit and chiclets to cover all of the NHL and kind of major league sports in a sense, and, like, there is almost double the amount of teams in the minor league but is there a platform that kind of covers all that the crazy travel stories you know all kinds of stories that happen and we realized there wasn't so that's kind of where we started and it's been going we've kind of taken a break lately because we were all in camp and you know season started but it's it's been going really well that's kind of how we got the idea to start it and then we kind of realized from there we got great feedback from fans and teammates and last year like we had Daltz on the podcast everybody loved it he had good stories and and from there it's kind of taken off a little bit and one thing I don't think many people know I'd like to mention is that we only cover hockey right now but we would really like to move into uh, baseball in the short future because I mean you guys probably know but there is I think there was something like over 60 minor league baseball teams and oh, yeah. I've mm-hmm. heard stories here and there from the from guys that know guys but we'd like to get into minor league baseball as well so you guys all all of you guys hosting it you're all from the same town and that's sort of how you all got into it or how did that get started yeah the same area okay. so Braden is from a place called Steveston 
Mm -hmm. And me and my brother, my brother still lives in Burnaby. That's where I grew up. I spend my summers in Kelowna now, but I still always, right from wherever I'm playing hockey, I go back to Burnaby to stay with my parents and see my brother. But yeah, we're all, I mean, Steveston is 25, 30 minutes from Burnaby, so we're very close. When this conversation started, how were you excited? Like, how willing were you to do the podcast? Was it something you were a little hesitant about? Like, I know for me personally, um, very hesitant about doing the podcast. This is still new for me. So what was like your comfort level? I was the same as you, actually. I was a little hesitant at the start because my thoughts were kind of like, okay, am I a hockey player or am I trying to be a media guy? But I think myself with my brother and Braden, we found a very good, very good in-between there. You know, we would do podcasts once a week. So it's three hours of your week. You still, all your focus is on hockey and your team and playing, but then three hours a week, you know, you do, you do the podcast and then we give it to my brother and Braden does a little bit too, but then they do all the editing. A couple days later, it's out there online. So yeah, I think we found a really good balance, but uh, like you said, at first I was a little skeptical, but not anymore. I think everything's going great. Yeah. What I like about podcasting, like I've never done it before either i've listened to some podcasts but it's a totally like like you know i come from a radio background so things are very like structured in radio and podcasting is whatever you want it to be it's just audio right so i mean you could use it as sort of a more conventional sort of radio format type thing or you could just talk for a few hours and then put the conversation out there i think it's one of the the better mediums really Mm -hmm. uh that's emerged here it's pretty cool definitely that's that's the approach we took we just kind of go on there and whoever whoever we have on uh on the episode that week we ask them questions, get them to tell stories and tell a few stories of our own. So it's more just kind of like a round table. We get on there and just kind of talk. Yeah. How do you go about picking your guests? Like, is that something, you know, obviously at Delpy, you guys were teammates, but when you go outside of like guys you're playing with, how do you guys sort of pick who you're going to talk to? Well, we do. We get a lot of fan like requests, okay. guys they would like to have on. And for the most part, it's been kind of guys that one of us have played with or know. But there have been a few that have actually reached out and like said, like, hey, I got some really good stories. And I think you guys, your fans and, and all the people listening would love to hear them. So it's kind of a mix of those few things. Yeah. So so what's the balance? I mean, of course, everyone has stories, right? You hang around in this business long enough. But uh, some guys probably want to name names. Some guys don't. Like, like, where's the line for you guys on the podcast there? Yeah, well, I mean, me and me and Braden are both still playing. So there's definitely we don't want to cross any lines at all right. with our respective organizations and stuff like that so there there definitely is a line with name dropping and stuff like that i'm not really sure exactly what it is but i do think thus far we've been smart enough to not cross that line yeah i would imagine it can get a little bit the editing process might you know factor in quite a bit uh on your guys show yes definitely here and there there have been discussions between us of like do you think we should put that okay well let's just keep it off then you know (laughs) so a little bit on the spot but what's been an interesting story you've heard with all the podcast like one that stood out to you that you were just like you thought back to that guest and you're like that was something I didn't even know to be honest I think it was when we had um, we had Evan Poli on there um, an ex-monster for a couple episodes during the summertime he had a pretty crazy uh, fight story there and that one kind of stuck out to me like because I know him personally very mm-hmm. well and, and he's a teddy bear off the ice like the nicest guy I'm sure all the guys in the locker room would say the same thing but you get him on the ice and he does what he does and it's like it's kind of baffling to see like him off the ice and then on the ice and that little fight story where he I think he he had two minutes of ice time and he fought two within the span of like 
like his two minutes of ice, he fought two of the toughest guys there is in the American League. I thought that was pretty crazy. <laughs> who were who those guys, Jeremy? That was uh, Jamie Devane and Curtis McDermott. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> two those, minutes well spent right I there. I think between the two guys, like minimum 6'6", 240 pounds. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he monster, fought both of them. Monster fans <laughs> might remember McDermott when uh, we played Ontario yeah. uh, in the Western Conference Finals a bunch of years ago. But, yeah. Man, pound for pound, it's Brett Gallant for me. But uh, other yeah, me than him, it's those two guys yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's right. All right. Uh, well, let's talk a little bit of hockey here, though, just about you. You know, let's talk about your career. Drafted by the San Jose Sharks, right? And that was your first taste of the American Hockey League was with the Barracuda there. Uh, you played for a couple different American League teams, Tucson, Milwaukee, now Cleveland. Just in your time in this league, uh, how has the American League changed? Because I think it's really evolving kind of rapidly these days. It, it definitely is, is changing. Um, even it was only, five or six years ago when I played my first my first uh, year in the American League but the biggest thing I notice now is the age it's so much younger yeah more skilled faster pace definitely more of a development league where young guys can come in and play and get ice time and develop now I don't want to say it's less physical because it's still physical but I'm sure all the fancy there's less fighting and there's more skill in playing hockey so I think that's the biggest thing for me what about like last year with the weird shortened COVID year and the taxi squads I mean it was a totally totally different league and, and anybody watching would notice that in the first 10 games of this year but what, what's that adjustment been like first of all adjusting to what it was like last year and then adjusting back to sort of the normal AHL yeah it's definitely the the travel's gotten to us the yeah. we've had a pretty crazy travel schedule these first few weeks that's that's the biggest thing and then another big thing i think is like you were playing hard when you play hockey no matter what you play hard but now that there's something on the line now that there's playoffs yeah. you got you want to make playoffs you know that every every kind of game and point matters now last year if you lost a game it was kind of like well there's no playoffs anyways but now with playoffs back in i think that's the second biggest thing is like every single game and every point matters again so sort of going off the ice comparing the two years though obviously last year was your first year with us and it was such a weird season how you guys interacted how we interacted with you for that matter like we met you over zoom and everything yeah. and uh now you have this year what's that been like in cleveland not only with the organization but even in the city i think it's been amazing just being around all the staff and seeing I mean, seeing everybody's faces, <laughs> for starters, right. not looking through a mask every day has been really nice. And again, yeah, like I said, the fans and the electricity in the building, everything like that, it's its just been amazing. Like being able to go out and have lunch or dinner with your teammates after practice, like getting to spend time with your teammates outside of the rink, not just in the rank every day is really nice. Talking here with Adam Haluka. It is episode three somehow already of the Monster's Eye View podcast with uh, Nicole Delvolano, Tony Brown here with you. All right, uh, Helly, wanted to talk to you about something we talked to Trent Vogelhuber a lot about, and that's what goes in off the ice to making a successful team. I mean, you can have all the skill in the world. You can have uh, talent in all phases, but if the team's not together as a group, you're not really going to go anywhere. So, you know, as this team is coming together this year, and like you said, you know, playoffs are looming there down the line. How's the team coming together? What are the important ways in which you guys are doing that right now? Personality-wise, we're a pretty tight-knit group. There's there's no clicks or anything like that that I've seen in the past. Like everybody kind of loves everybody. Coaches, staff, trainers, everybody's all great. We had we had a pretty strong start. We're, we we kind of hit a little slump there where we didn't win for a week or two. But I think we're really getting our game together here. Like we we haven't been blown out. Maybe we're not scoring as much as we'd like to right now. But I think that's work. That's video between us inside the room. I yeah. think I think the pieces are coming together here, and it's going to be an exciting next couple of months. Well, month and a half. Before 
before Christmas, see if we can get on a roll and kind of keep it going into the new year. Let's talk a little bit about what I think is a really unique thing in hockey. So, you know, a lot of players at some point in their career find themselves, uh, if they're not, you know, in the NHL, surveying their options, right? And thinking, hey, maybe maybe Europe's a good option for me right now. Uh, but that's a that's kind of a big thing to do, right? I mean, you know, for a lot of these guys like yourself, you played in Russia, you played in Sweden, you played in Slovakia now. Um, but, you know, in your mid-20s, maybe you don't speak the language. You're thinking about getting on a plane and going all by yourself to another continent. That's a crazy thing to do uh, for a lot of people in, in their normal walks of life, right? So just take us through that thought process there and, and what that was like for you, sort of striking out for a brand new start in this industry. Yeah, it was it was a little scary when I, f- I first went to the well, Kazakhstan, to be exact, was, <laughs> was where the team I was going to play for was based in. And I, at first, maybe for a week thinking about it, I was nervous, but then I kind of realized, like, I like to think I'm an outgoing guy. I just kind of decided, like, all right, you know what, like, I'm going to do this. The reason I went over there for starters is because, like, I, I played my entry level two years with San Jose. I got better every year, then got traded. Thought, I, like, I mean, I put up 50 points in 60 games in my yeah. third year. In my opinion, I thought I should have got at least a couple NHL games. Didn't. So I, and I didn't see it changing. And then I don't know if many people know this, but I was actually a part of that Subban deal between Nashville and New oh, Jersey. That's right. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And so kind of after being traded again, I said, you know, like, I just want to go play for a team. Yeah and be with one team and so that's that's a a part of why i decided to go over to kazakhstan but i mean first getting over there not going to sugarcoat it to be honest was crazy (laughs) i'm sure zero english it was a lot of google translate on my phone mostly going to restaurants picking up the menu pointing at pictures showing the waitress stuff like that yeah (laughs) but after a month or so settling in like i i started to enjoy it like i it was it was almost like every day there's something new going on and you got to figure this out figure that out figure out what you're actually buying from the grocery store and it was exciting and I really I enjoyed that about going over there. I know it's a tough language but you feel like you pick up any of that language while you were over there by the end? I picked up a lot of hockey words. Okay. (laughs) We did in the dressing room we did have a translator and they kind of put I think there was eight of us guys who spoke English they kind of put us all in the same corner of the dressing room so while the coach was talking Russian there was the translator speaking English to us at the same time so it was all translated but mid-game if the coach is yelling and talking you know you understand a few words maybe stick or puck or (laughs) he's just kind of pointing and yelling and that's you pick up what you can so the the language barrier was huge but I kind of found found ways around it yeah I mean that was going to be my next question is like it's one thing trying to navigate life when you're just like in town or whatever but even hockey the one thing that's consistent that's constant for you how are you absorbing coaching here and how are you following directions when it's all just you know probably really disorienting 100% of the time yeah it was it was tough I mean us there was there was like I said there was other imports yeah. from North America on the team so we really really relied on each other just kind of asking each other questions all the time like the, there really is never a dumb question over there because you sometimes you just don't know he could be talking to you and you just kind of nod your head and thumbs up <laughs> it's all good and then you got to go and kind of figure out what's going on so did that experience though give you a, a little bit of a new perspective on what maybe some of the European players that come over to North America are going through uh, in those first couple of weeks I mean it had to change the way you look at at it a bit. That is a very, very good point. Yeah. And it's almost, I think it's almost harder for them because those European teams, they get, they get their five, six, seven, eight imports on a team. So you can kind of work together with all the barriers, but the imports coming over, you know, they don't, there might not be another Russian or another Swedish or Finnish guy on their team. So I, I really do feel for those guys and I like to help them out as much as I can. Cause I've been through it myself. Like you said, it's, it's tough at first. Yeah. Let, let's, uh, 
uh, okay, so that's Russia or Kazakhstan in the KHL. Let's go to Sweden now. You spent a little bit more time in the SHL. I did. You know, just talking to players over the years, I mean, guys have just raved about life over there in that particular league. What was that experience like for you? Yeah, life and hockey was amazing there. I've, I've only got, I've got nothing but good things to say about Sweden. I mean, the most friendly people. Um, the biggest difference between Sweden and Kazakhstan, the KHL, was there was probably 80% of people spoke English in Sweden. Even grocery stores, cafes, restaurants, everybody at least could understand me when I was ordering or asking a question. So that that wasn't as hard. But yeah, the, the lifestyle over there, more way more relaxed, just kind of more. This, the town I was in was smaller, kind of country style. It was, like I said, laid back and a very relaxing lifestyle outside of hockey. I love traveling and especially did you talk about Sweden. Like, what was your favorite thing to do outside of the rink there? Like, obviously you go to restaurants, but did you get to travel around at all outside of traveling with the team? I did, yes. Um, when I was in Sweden, they have, well, they all over Europe, they have national team breaks. So there's three, I think, pretty, like, good week-long national breaks. So for one of them, I got to go to Amsterdam. I was with my girlfriend, who I had at the time with me there. We got to go do things like go to the, the Heineken Brewery and the Anne Frank House and like the Wrigley's Museum of whatever that is. Yeah. And that yeah. was really fun. And I was only there for two. And the second one, I actually met up with a couple friends who were also playing in Europe. We went to Prague. And that was definitely my favorite place. I've got some a lot of good pictures. One of my favorite areas I've ever seen in Europe was like the, I forget what it's called, but the square, the center square of Prague. And they had at least a 100-foot-tall Christmas tree. And it was around Christmas. Yeah. So all of the Christmas decor decorations, it was absolutely beautiful in Prague there. How do you uh, do holidays? over there is that something where you sort of stick together with the other uh, North American guys or do you guys do team stuff did you have family come over or anything yeah well the the, the tough part about being a younger guy in Europe is that it's it's not common mm -hmm. most guys are kind of you know 28 and older when they go over there so they've got their kids and their families and they spend that together but I was lucky to have parents who love me enough to kind they came <laughs> over to Sweden and, and they spent Christmas and New Year's with me they stayed for oh, about awesome. 10 days so that was awesome yeah we in my small little Swedish apartment me and my parents found a way to cook a nice turkey dinner <laughs> and go. get some holiday festivities in, so that was nice. All right, let's let's loop back around just a little bit, you know, stay, staying on the Europe topic here, but talking about the hockey. I, I just think, you know, if we go back to the KHL, for instance, of course, all you players know guys that have played over in that league. The league's been around a long time now, so I feel like there's a familiarity there with players, coaches, etc. But for North American fans, like the KHL is this very mysterious thing, you know, mm -hmm. how good is the league? How does it compare to to the NHL, to the AHL, just from a pure hockey perspective, what are your thoughts on, on that particular league? I think it is a very strong league. In my opinion, I would compare it very closely to the the AHL, the American Hockey League. Highly skilled, more physical than most people think. The one thing I would say is the KHL is probably an older league. I wouldn't say that makes it better because you have most of the AHL, you have most of every team's high-end talent, their first, mm -hmm. second round draft picks right. in the American League. So to be honest, I, I would say that the KHL is very very similar to the AHL. Alright, and then uh, let, let's cap it off now with your time in Slovakia. That had to be a little unique because of COVID too, but yeah. take us through that whole thing. That was unique, yeah. I, I was just at home in, in Burnaby staying at my, wasn't in Kelowna anymore. I was just living with my parents back in Burnaby and just, you know, you can only work out and skate for so long. You do yeah. it for three four months in the summer and then you gotta do it for three more, so an opportunity came and on the spot I said, yeah, I'll go. So I went over there and it was different 
different because I was on a loan. I wasn't signed with the team. I was signed with Cleveland. So the, the opportunity over there in the hockey aspect wasn't as great as I thought. I was just yeah. kind of going and filling in spots just to get the ice time and be around a team just so I didn't forget how to maybe play hockey. <laughs> right. <laughs> that, that was a lot different. And, and then outside of hockey over there was completely different because Slovakia was in full lockdown. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There was made, like a handful of restaurants open in the entire city. You know, everything closed early. The, I wasn't there at the time, but after I left, they actually started to have a curfew. So it was it was basically, I mean, I don't have a whole lot to say about it. It was go to the rink, practice workout, go home, sit in the apartment for hours, and then do it again the next day. Yeah. So nothing too exciting. Yeah, but then, uh, but then you sort of take that, you know, getting back into a hockey mindset, and you bring it back to North America. What was it like to return to the AHL, to return to this? side of the pond after all that time over there and you know how are things different here hockey wise from from those leagues the language barrier again in slovakia there was only a few guys in the dressing room i could talk to Mm -hmm. and and the coach didn't speak any english at all once again so it was a lot of a lot got lost through translation but um the the play style in slovakia is is different than the ahl it's i mean it's not as physical not as skilled as you get here in the american hockey league but it was it was still a very competitive league and i thought it 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 was enough to prepare me to come back and play in the american league and then uh i I can't let you go without returning to the minor league madness podcast here okay i'm looking forward to hearing more of what you guys uh have put on tape but you got to give us something here because this podcast just starting out i think you guys have at least what 20 episodes this is episode three we're building a base here adam so give us at least one good minor league madness story minor league madness style story from your career share with us a little bit help us grow our subscriber base here well i guess i've got my a pretty good story is my my travel story going over to kazakhstan okay um so i mean when i went over there i didn't i looked at the roster i knew absolutely nobody on that team i i knew that they were from canada or the u.s or sweden but that was it so kind of kind of going over there um it was it was a pretty scary day you know but you're in business class flying over there feeling pretty good you know getting the king treatment and so i it was about 12 hours on a plane in total probably close to 20 hours of traveling airports planes and with all the time change i got there at i think it was about 10 p.m their time that night and they had a guy pick us up from the airport and one of the guys who picked us up in the van just said passport so i basically i get to this foreign country and I give my passport away so I don't have a passport first of all so that's kind of I'm so kind that's of like, just straight terrifying I'm like right okay there. what if something goes wrong and I just want to hop on a plane and get out of here well that's not an option <laughs> so I'm here I'm here now and so kind of get back to the hotel around 11 maybe closer to midnight and before somebody tells us yeah we're back here out front at 6 a.m. I said okay perfect you know no sleep already nervous go I maybe got three four hours of sleep ready to go the next morning we don't really know at all what's going on one of the guys just told us like where where running gear and so we go to this they pick us up and like we uh, it was it was where running gear and like no food no drink like because you're going to get blood you're going to the hospital so oh, we, okay. Oh, okay they pick us up we go to this hospital first of all i couldn't even believe like this hospital was allowed like just the way it looked it was crazy we walk in there kind of 
hundreds of people walking around like just chaos so we do an hour and a half we do all this blood work and then at the end of it like there's there's a, a food a, a tray of food there for us and i'm trying to go get some food because i feel like i'm about to pass out and one of the doctors grabs me and goes no 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 and so he puts me on this bike straps me up and basically has me do a wind gate oh, <laughs> no i haven't eaten in probably 24 hours because so, i didn't eat when so i got you're there. just loving your your experience so i far, am yeah. like yeah. Yeah, i am just kind of like what is going on already how did I get here? How did I get here? <laughs> Nobody can really tell me what's going on because everybody else is doing their own thing. All, none of these doctors speak English. So they basically toss me on this bike. I hop on. I do a wing gate. And I sit down. And I just kind of remember, like, putting my head back on this table. And I basically just passed out oh <laughs> on this table. Just kind of just kind of snap back out of it. And, like, there you go. Like, get some food in you. Get your stuff. Now you head over to the rink. And, like, you get your gear ready. And, and kind of that was my first taste of going over there like (laughs) got my passport confiscated and then did all this within the span of being in the country for 12 hours passed out woke up went to the rank all of it got it all in so by the time you get your skates on you're like oh my god thank goodness yeah yeah and then it proceeded to be six weeks of russian boot camp so oh my it was an experience a good good life experience i will say though some minor league madness right there exactly yeah well that's adam haluka this uh almost wraps up episode three Three of the Monsters I View podcast, but of course, mm-hmm. we would be remiss, Nicole, if we did not hit Adam with our patented shootout segment. Yes. All right. So I have three questions for you. Okay. We'll start with the easy one that everyone's been getting. But what has been your favorite place to play, just in your entire career? Favorite place you've ever played a game? Arena. Arena. Yeah. Uh, favorite arena. Ooh, that's a good one. I would probably say there, there's, there's a city in Sweden called, or the team is Rogla. Okay. And there, it was definitely the loudest rink I've ever been in. It was, I think they had 6,000 people, but on their feet chanting the entire game. You could barely talk to your line mate beside you on the bench. That might that might have been the coolest place I've played that environment. Cool. And awesome. then um, what is one of your, like, top hockey memories? Like, it could be a play that happened on the ice, like, first goal, anything like that. I think my, my best memory, because I had a couple of my best friends, my brother and my family in the building, was the Memorial Cup when we played Rowan Naranda in the second game of the Memorial Cup after getting pummeled by that London Knights team 6-1 in our first game. We beat them 5-3. I scored a couple goals with family and friends in the yeah. building. The building was electric. I think that would have had to be my, my best hockey moment thus far. All right, and then last one, if you could have absolutely anybody on your podcast, who would your dream podcast guest be? Wow. That's a good question. <laughs> that is a good like not doesn't have to be hockey related anything anything i feel like i would like to have joe rogan on our podcast i he's just like he amazes me just i, I listen to his podcast myself mm-hmm. and, and the things that he experienced has been through his scene that'd be really cool awesome well cool that's there all i got it. for the shootout it was a good one took the shootout right in stride there mm-hmm. i mean some <laughs> wow. guys some guys get rattled you know <laughs> putting you on the spot very very good adam thank you so much for doing this really appreciate the time that was fun to talk to you yeah thanks for having me it was fun being on here talking to you guys
Well, how fun was that, Nicole? That was great. Adam Haluka on the Monsters I View podcast, wrapping things up with Nicole Del Villano, Tony Brown here. You know, I love this podcast uh, and doing it because we don't really talk that much about hockey. Who needs to talk about hockey? It's such an interesting life that all these guys lead in this business. And uh, it was really fun to hear sort of the human side of what it's like to do something that a lot of guys do, and that's uh, go play in a foreign country. Yeah, all of his stories were very interesting to hear, and I'm so happy like we got to talk to him about all of it but great guest and just uh you know what a good way to keep this podcast going yeah and not just that but nice to get to know some of these players too we mentioned it on there but uh you know last year was just crazy like i was walking around the dressing room at the start of this season realizing like oh i feel like i know these guys because i've called their names now for an entire season hadn't met any of them so it's nice to actually uh sit down and spend some face time i know they get enough emails and calendar invites for me to do stuff between zooms (laughs) that now we actually get to meet in person it's real nice to to get to know them. All right. Well, I forgot to do this last episode, so I want to make sure I mention it here. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast, uh, Monsters Eye View. You can find it anywhere you find your podcast. We're all over the place now, Nicole. But remember, folks, subscribe and tune in. We'll keep uh, updating with new episodes every couple of weeks throughout the season. Thanks again uh, to Adam Haluka, our guest today. He was fantastic. Great first player guest Mm -hmm. uh, for the podcast here. And Nicole, as always, thanks so much. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. All right. That's Nicole Delvin. I'm Tony Brown, and this has been the Monsters I View Podcast.